Man, it's good to be right back here at Vertical Church with you, bringing up a little Southern comfort for, from Georgia. Once again, contrary to the statements made by your pastor, I'm not saying he's a liar. I'm just saying he didn't tell the truth. Every single time I come into the heart of winter, which is just so happens to be this month, November. <laughs> Pastor Tommy, I promise you I'm going to bring you up in the middle of the summer so we can enjoy the beach and Grand Rapids, Grand Haven. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Who's going to the beach right now? Okay, so I'm still waiting for that summer invitation to come, and maybe the Lord will work something out. Somebody say amen. Well, um, it is a privilege, though, however, to be here with you during this time of your legacy offering, your miracle offering time and the season, and what a time it is, and what a wonderful scripture that was brought to us there out of Isaiah 32 about being generous and how you got to take a stand doing it, and how many of you have been here long enough to know that every time this season of the year comes, it's not a season that we dread or we don't look forward to, like, oh, God, what are we going to do, but it's actually actually a season of, man, we have this goal, and this is how much we beat it last year, and this is how much we beat the first year. We did 34, and we wanted 32, and we got 34. All of the things, every single time, the one thing that I enjoy hearing when I talk to Pastor Josh after this season is over, what the goal was, and then what actually happened. And aren't you glad that you are at a church with people sitting around you next to you right now that you know that not only is the goal going to be met, but it is going to be exceeded. Somebody say amen. And isn't that right? Isn't that like God? Because that's what Ephesians 3.20 says. Now unto God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think according to the power of God that works within you in Christ Jesus. Somebody say glory. Now y'all done forgot where I'm from, right? I mean, y'all got to help me. You got to talk while I'm talking. The more you talk, the better I'll preach. If you don't talk back to me, I'm going to preach longer. Pastors told me I had to 11.15 for this sermon today. Uh, wait, maybe that's, wait, no, 10.15. Okay, yeah, he corrected me really quick. As quick as he's moved in a long time. But, <laughs> yeah, he said he was getting older and struggling in the yard work and everything. He's like, I'm getting old and all this. But, I, I mean, I'm 45, part of the wise crack group or whatever. <laughs> hey, Amen. <laughs> it's already over but uh man uh, it's just good to be in the house and i am going to bring to you a sermon how many of you by the lifting of your hands would say this or not say it with me this time but would agree with me that you want to be more like jesus raise your hand you want to be more like jesus look at your neighbor if they didn't raise your hand and ask them what is your problem okay i mean isn't that why we're at church because we want to be more like jesus and so with that being said, I don't believe there is a better example in the Bible of generosity than God himself. Because there is nothing more unbelievable, there is not a greater or more generous act that we have ever seen in human history than the act of God himself giving himself in the form of Jesus to die on the cross for our sin. We know, you learned it in Sunday school and vacation Bible school, John 3, 16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe upon him would not perish but have everlasting life. Somebody say amen. 
So there's not a greater person that we can follow and learn and live out generosity than Jesus. Now, it's easy to get up and preach on tithes and all of these different things, but you know what? Um, I think that uh, it's more than just a tithe. Look at your neighbor and say, he's preaching to you. Just go ahead. I'm going to let you talk to that person you're sitting next to. I hope you really like them because you're going to have to look at them a lot during the message today. Ecclesiastes 10.19 says, a feast is made for laughter and wine makes merry. Somebody say amen. Uh, apparently, somebody say amen. <laughs> but money, look at your neighbor, look at them and say, but money. Only oh, not everybody. See, anytime Pastor Josh used to start talking about money, everybody's cheeks get real tight. You know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, God, he's got to take up an offering. I'm not, I can't say I won't, but I don't plan on it. <laughs> but money answers everything. How many of you know that's pretty true? That money, how many of you wish that you had more money? Raise your hand. I mean, go on now. And if you're not raising your hand, I need to talk to you at the church because they're going to give an offering to souls for Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> We all need, and it does answer everything. There ain't a question that money can't hardly answer. Amen? And so Ecclesiastes, Solomon, he was pretty right. But now John 10, 10 says, but the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. How many of you know that it is God's plan for each and every one of us in this room to live an abundant life? Can we all agree about that? Can we all agree abundance is from God and for us? From God for us, abundance. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it is God's plan for you to be a millionaire. Well, you know, Pastor P, you know, if I win the lottery, bless God, I'll give my tithe to the vertical church, and the legacy offering will never be the same if I can win the lottery. Honey, you ain't paying your tithe on $10. You, you, <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Come on, somebody. You ain't paying time now on your little job you got at McDonald's. How you going to give your offering if you win the lottery? You going to hold it and leave. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. So it's not, it's, a, it's about your heart. Anytime that it's anything about money, it never is about the money. It's always about the heart. It's never about the 10%. It's always about the heart. Now, a lot of people be like, wow, you know, pastor, the 10% part, you know, that was in the law. Well, first of all, you need to read the Bible because that's not true. That 10% or the tithe was set up before the law was established when Abraham gave the tithe to Melchizedek, the high priest pre-Moses. But for those of you who want to just stick with this, we can go with this thought for just one moment because I got to run. Amen. And so let's say it is the law. All right. Let's just go over a couple of laws that uh, Jesus, uh, the Old Testament talked about. Let's say, for example, thou shalt not murder. That's a law, right? It's in the big 10. Some of y'all love the Big Ten, but I'm talking about the Ten Commandments, not about y'all's teams. I got to keep it up. Got to keep it down, though. I got a team in my spirit, but I can't say it out loud. Ah, praise the Lord. But, uh, oh, don't commit adultery, right? 
That's what the law said. Don't commit adultery. So in other words, don't get with somebody that ain't your wife or husband. And y'all can't do the do. Amen. It'll keep it PG. And uh, so that was a law that uh, that is in there. And, uh, you know, with your tithe law that you think's a law. All right. And then there's another one that talks about uh, uh, don't, don't commit adultery, don't murder. Those are a couple. Now, you think about that, and then you get Jesus. He comes on the scene. So it's pretty easy if not commit adultery according to the Old Testament law. You cannot have do the act, huh, right? You can't do the act of adultery according to the Old Testament, but Jesus don't leave it there. See, Jesus takes what was written down as law that only had to do with outward appearances or outward actions, but Jesus said, well, if you even look on that person, with lust in your heart, you are guilty of adultery. See, he didn't leave it there with just actions alone. He took it down to the heart. Now, how many of you know the heart is a lot harder to deal with than the action itself? That's one. And then he said about murder. Then he said, if you just look at somebody side-eyed, I'm in trouble. If you just cut your eyes at somebody, you're a murderer. Okay, now the tithe. <laughs> Jesus don't ask, ever ask for 10. He asks for everything. That if any man will follow after me, let him deny himself, pick up his cross daily, and follow me. He doesn't want 10. He wants everything. And in order to be willing to give everything, you better have a heart that is correct. Somebody say amen. Put your hand on your heart if you can find it. Amen. <laughs> and say he wants my heart. Say it again, he wants my heart, and he'll get everything. See, God is a giver. Now, we all said at the beginning of the service that we wanted to be more like God, we wanted to be more like Jesus. And if we're more like Jesus, what are we going to be? Givers. We're going to be generous people if we're more like him. Amen. We're going to be more like him because the enemy, the Bible says in John 10, 10, is a taker. So we've got two types of people in this room. Oh, God. I'll look back. We've got two types of people in this room preaching pretty good for a southern boy. Glory to God. You've got givers in the room, and then you've got takers in the room. Now, you've got to be the one to determine who you are in this parable that I'm preaching about right now. Are you a giver or are you a taker? Do you give and are generous or are you closed-fisted and stingy? See, there's a big difference between somebody who just pays their tithe. So you can pay a tithe and give an offering and still not be generous. Say amen. Have you ever kind of felt like you were obligated to give, so you just kind of grudgingly pulled it out, wrote it, and he's like, good Lord. I'm going to do this so I can go to heaven. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Got one help right there, one help. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff going on in my mind right now because I got the evil people in the soundboard because they're all evil. <laughs> and they're like, uh, Pastor P, uh, last time you were here, you were standing over there on that speaker preaching and nobody could see you. So now he, they, they, they done told me I can't go past that speaker right there and I can't go past that speaker right there. And I'm like, Lord have mercy. What else you want me to do? And they're like, well, we could put a leash around your ankle in the music stand and just see how that works. So I'm trying to contain myself, literally, 
to stay right here in between all this stuff. So if you see me looking up, it's not the Lord. It's these speakers. <laughs> and I'm trying to, trying to act right. I mean, can't you get one of them cameras that you can move around, give someone else somewhere to serve in the church that you can move the camera? That's just a suggestion. It's not a command. Somebody say amen. <clears throat> but see, generosity will always reveal something extremely important about you as a person. Generosity always will reveal a person's heart. That is one thing that is exciting about this church is that the church's heart is always revealed during this time of the month. During the legacy miracle offering, the church's heart is revealed. Because the Bible says, if you need some Bible for it, that where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. How many uh, fishermen are in the room? Fishermen, raise your hand if you're fishermen. Raise your hand. There's no condom. Don't be scared. Just raise it. Glory. I'm not going to take your rod and reel from you. Amen. Good God Almighty. So if you're a fisherman, uh, some of you non-fisher people won't know what I'm talking about. Believe it or not, I know a little something about it. And if you are a real fisherman, you're not buying your rod and reel at Walmart where they sell a Zebco. Zebco is for beginners. So if all you're buying is a Zebco, then your heart is not in fishing. But if you're buying an Arbu Garcia rod and reel, then maybe you got some heart in it. Because you just went from 1999 to 299. And I can always determine what a person's heart is connected to by looking at your giving. And whatever it is you give to, a lot of people's heart is in Netflix. <laughs> Because you give to that every month. A lot of people's heart is in Hulu, glory, because you give to that every month. A lot of people's heart is going to be on these. On, on, how many of your children are telling you, hey, mama, on November the 12th, uh, Disney is coming out with their own uh, pay-per-view service, which my kids are already like, hey, we're going to use our allowance. To, I said, well, praise God. You go ahead and use it. Amen. And it's in, you can see a person's heart by where their money is. Amen. Oh, pastor, I have a heart for the church. Whoo! See, I, I wish I was around every time that happened. Because I'm the guy be like, excuse me, can I get the books? Who does the books? I don't even know. But if I could find y'all after service, I want to see the books. Because every time a person's like, oh, pastor, man, my heart's with you in the church. Uh, can I come down here? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Devil is a liar. Devil is alive. See, I'm going to give you one good video, and then if you come to the second service, I'm going to preach over there in that corner. <laughs> good luck. Can't even come down where the glory of God is down here. Stand up here high and lifted up. Amen. <laughs> good. I'm, I'm getting mad a little. But anyway. <laughs> So uh, you can I always, well, pastor, you know, I really have a heart for the church. See, if I was the pastor and somebody came up to me and said I had a heart for the church, first thing I would do, as soon as they left, I'd be getting on my phone, calling the secretary, say, sister secretary, uh, brother so-and-so said they had a heart for the church. I need to check out how much they've been given. I know y'all ain't got me that loud right now, which is also annoying, but it's all right because I don't need the mic. But but if, amen, if we, glory to God. I would check the giving. Because if you've got a heart for the church, you are going to be giving to the church. One, okay, two. To three, three, three. 
Three, three, he's got three tithes in the church, so it looks like I may need to come back during the time with the uh, offering stuff going on in February. I'll come back and preach some more on tithing. Glory to God. How many of you know that you don't have to teach people to be greedy? Oh, this is going to be good. What time is it? I have no idea. Oh, God. You don't got to teach folks how to be greedy. As a matter of fact, your little baby, who everybody talks about so cute and everything, they're not cute. They're greedy. <laughs> that baby is greedier than greedy. Amen. They are not givers. They are takers. <laughs> Have you ever had a baby to give anything back? No. Oh, no, they gave their, they, they gave their formula back. They gave that back to you. <laughs> They did that. No. And then, have you ever reached out? Come up here. Come, come, come here. Come here. Come here. I'm going to use you. Praise the Lord, saints. Ooh, but you got to get in order to be on the camera. You got to get over here, though. Because your daddy's back there. Hey, Jess, first one to join the small group of the throat chop ministry. The sound people don't care. All right, grab my finger. Grab it. Grab no, no. Your eye. <laughs> uh, he's a smart boy. Y'all play that game too? That don't just happen in Atlanta, Georgia. All right, grab my finger. Grab it. I'm not going to. Just grab my finger. No, hold on to it. See, you know those babies, they'll grab that. You're like, that baby's so strong. They're so strong. They're not showing you they're strong. They're showing you that they're greedy. Now, I need you to make a fist like this. Pull your shirt. Get him some clothes that fit. Okay. Ooh, glory. Look at them eyes. Now, I had to borrow this from somebody because you know preachers don't have money. So, but see, babies always like to make those fists. But what they're showing you is that they're greedy. They never give. And look, I'm the Lord. Amen. And I got a blessing. What's your name again? Owen. I got a blessing for Owen, but because he's so greedy, God has fit like some of y'all. Tight fist, folk. Hold that fist tight. And see, the Lord always is trying to get blessings to you because God's a giver. But see, with a tight fist, you can't... Oh, devil. <laughs> with a tight fist, you can't hold it. When your fist... He's slick, ain't he? Put your fist like that. Bless God. What? Uh-huh. I'm going, it's just like his daddy, you're going to be the second one. I know you're young, but you can still get punched. <laughs> Look, with a tight fist, you can't, diva, you can't hold it with a tight fist. Open your hand. Ooh, when your hand is open, you can receive what God has for you. Because see, when the Lord comes to give you with your hand open, it's easy to hold it. Don't you close it, devil. <laughs> But see, if you get this hand open like this, voila, to God, and keep this hand open, you'll always have a hand open to receive and also to give. A generous person always has one hand open to the people who need it. The people at the trailer park, the people who are struggling need a, not a hand out. They need a hand open. And with a hand open, where's your other hand towards God? Lord, are you tired? You're young. Lord, have mercy. Lord, worship him. We need to get you to a Pentecostal church where you just stand like that for hours till you get a cramp in your arm. Amen. And your hand open. And then you're able to receive. You can go since you are so good. You can just keep that. Praise the Lord. 
That's $2 tithe. Somebody say amen. <laughs> but when you have a hand open towards heaven and you don't have a clenched fist, so many people have a clenched fist and are unable to receive because the Bible says he gives seed to the sower. He don't give seed to the keeper. He don't give seed to the stingy folk. Some of y'all are so tight. Oh, God, your fist is so tight. You, you're, you're mad right now. I hope you are. Because your fist is so tight. Oh, I worked so hard. I did all of this. And your fist, and you got you like, Lord, bless me, Lord, bless me, Lord, bless me. But the Lord can't bless you because he will never bless something that can't be released. And he's trying to bless you, but you got it held up in a tight fist. Say amen. But when you open up your hand, you can be blessed because God's looking for a conduit. Somewhere where he can give you what you need so you can bless others with what they need. That's what the miracle offering is all about. It's not about you getting down, be like, oh, God, tell me what. No, just hold your hand up to God, and whatever flows to you, let it flow through you. Let it flow through you. You know, I'll give you a quick testimony here in the next 10 minutes. Amen. I've been, uh, Pastor Josh knows that I have been believing God for a truck for a long time. Just believing God. Did you know that I've given away two trucks? I gave away a Ford Ranger not long ago, and then I gave away a Ford F-150 about 10 years ago. I've also gave away two Toyota Camrys. Somebody say amen. You can give away stuff when you're debt-free. Nobody said amen. You know why? Because ain't nobody debt-free. Okay. Glory to God. You can give away stuff. So, you can give away stuff. So I've given away these cars. And it was, I think it was last year, the year before last, Pastor Josh picks me up in this brand new Ford F-150, got all the stuff, heated seats and everything. It's like a robot inside there. And I'm like, man, I love this truck. Man, I love this truck. I wish I had a truck like this. He didn't say nothing. <laughs> Sometimes you tell people you love something because you want it, right? And he wasn't obedient. But God still had a way. God still had a plan. And so um, I'm preaching on June something, I think the 22nd. This year, I'm preaching in Madisonville, Kentucky. I've always got one hand up in heaven, and I've always got another hand out to the people who need it. That's why I've been able to give away so many cars. Say amen. I'm preaching on Pentecost. I know you can't believe that. And I'm just, I mean, I'm at a Pentecostal church and, you know, I'm like, ah, thank you, Jesus. You know, I'm doing all of that stuff because you, where you are, that's how you act. So, you know, when in Rome. So, and so I'm talking about expectancy and how you got to believe God. And I told him, I said, I go to my uh, post office box in Buford, Georgia for the ministry. And every time I open up that post office box, I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, let there be $100,000 in this post office box. Open it up, $10. Okay, so. But every time I go, I know I have expectancy that it could be more. Preaching about that, and then I get done, have an altar call, and I sit down, and the man says, hey, come over here, sit down beside me, Pastor P. I'm like, all right, and I know this guy because I've been going to this church for like 10 years. It's where I grew up. The high school that I graduated from is right up the road. And so he says uh, in a gruff voice, if you had $100,000 right now, 
I was like, you know, my spirit said, thank you, Jill. <laughs> he goes, what would you do with it? And I said, well, I know exactly what I'd do with that. I said, first thing I do, I give $10,000 to the church and then another 10000 to the ministry just because I can. First thing on my mind. Then what I would do is I'd go get me a Ford F-150, four-wheel drive, crew cab, V8, 5.0, and I named off a whole list because I've been praying and believing God like forever for that. And he looks at his wife. He goes, I told you he'd say that. And I was like, Oh, Jesus, I feel a miracle in the room. Somebody say amen. He goes, hey, will you take me to lunch? I said, sure, I'll take you to lunch, you know, because all, we're all family. I've been going there a long time. He said, so you just take me on to lunch. I said, all right. Gives me the key. Will you drive me? And I said, I'll drive you wherever you got to go. Gives me the keys. I don't have them on me right now. And gives me the keys to this 2018 Kentucky Wildcat Blue. I don't know if y'all know anything about Kentucky Wildcat Blue basketball. Not football, of course, because do they have a football team? Okay. Anyway. And I all this. And he goes, oh, double hit this button and it'll start by itself. I'm like, it will. I'm like, wow. Okay. I'm driving down the road. And he's like, you like the color? I'm like, yeah, I like the color. He goes, is this enough miles on it? I said, 32,000. That's not too many. And he said, what do you think about it? I said, well, I think it's a nice truck. Long story short, he said, well, I'm going to give you this truck. I said, hey, you know I about wrecked the truck right there. Like, like oh, God. Dude, that man and his wife gave me a $60,000 truck. If it was your truck, you'd be praising God right now. Would you not give the Lord a big hand clap? It's sitting there at the hotel right now. Why? Because I've always had one hand open to God. And another hand opened to others. I had never held a car that I didn't need. I gave it away. I've never held an offering that I didn't need. I gave it away because I know that God is a rewarder of those who will sow a seed to meet a need that is in the community. I know that the Lord is a God that blesses those that are generous. Even when you don't know how you're going to do it, as long as you keep a hand open, you will always have the seed necessary to meet the need of a legacy miracle offering you'll always have more than what you need when you keep your hand open you'll always have what you need because God is one who gives seed to the sower. I'm having financial trouble right now. I don't know. I want to give in the legacy offering, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. I can tell you how you're going to do it. Open one hand towards heaven and say, God, you said in your word, you give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. I don't got a whole lot, but he never asked for a whole lot. He just asked for you to let go of what it is that you do have. I'm here to tell you this will be the greatest legacy miracle offering that Vertical Church has ever received because you have connected that offering to a greater need that has ever been in this community. This legacy offering isn't going to make a better drum set or more keyboards or more music or anything like that that's going to help this place. It is an offering that is going to go to help the people outside the four walls of this church. And I've come here to preach and tell you that God is able to bless you when you bless others give Jesus a hand clap of praise <laughs> glory 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 put one hand up like this 
Put your hand up. Get it up in heaven right here. Get it up in heaven right here because there's a move in the room. I said, there is a move in the room. Amen. I said, there's a move in the room. That's what song we were singing. Uh, this new song to me, I just found it like two days ago. I leaned over Jesse. I just found this song two days ago. Apparently, it's been out for a while. But I found Tasha Cobb singing it. Ooh, that girl. She grabbed the microphone and eat it, won't she? One hand in heaven. There's a move in the room. Everybody stand to your feet. One hand in heaven. See, the, elect the offering is not necessarily going to come out your bank account. It's going to come from God. I said, it's going to come from God. If you look at your bank account, you're like, how am I going to give in a legacy offering? I'm trying to make this payment. Well, that's the problem. You're looking down. You need to look up. And then what I want you to do is I want you to take your other hand and put it out like this. Well, now you, I can't do it with the microphone, but that's okay. You like this. See, that's how you can always stay blessed with one hand to heaven and another hand to God. One hand to heaven, another hand to the people. I said to God, but wait. You think I'm crazy, but I The Lord said, if you did it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. See how I clean that up, Pastor Josh? I had 30 years of preaching right there. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I said, this old Pentecostal voice feels the Holy Ghost. One hand in heaven. And that's the purpose of Vertical Church, is that we will leave a legacy. And how does the legacy manifest itself? In a miracle offering. Glory to God. Keep your hand like that. It's good for you. And I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Josh. Why don't you say thank you real quick to Pastor Tommy.